Hey everybody, welcome to the Boning Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Okay, so um, it's, again, I keep telling you guys, it's going to be a little bit between episodes here, between uh, very little time to actually get out and hunt. Any kind of free days are are spent hunting rather than, uh, you know, behind a microphone or in front of a computer. Same with people who are guests, and they're also out hunting. So trying to nail down schedules between two people is very, very difficult. So I hope you understand. I think uh, I think most podcasts are like that, right? I mean, they kind of have, they might have like a little bit of a lull here and there during the season. So I hope you guys are, are okay with that. So, but um, this is a podcast. This is a repeat guest. It's a very um, a recent repeat guest, actually. Uh, it's Kerry Gibson. He was on, I don't know, a couple episodes ago. And we were talking about, uh, he's a tree climber, he's an arborist. He's been an arborist for like, I don't know, 20, 25 years, something like that. Him and his wife Mindy were on uh, from St. Lawrence uh, Traditional. And we talk about the the strings and the wood arrows and stuff that I ended up uh, getting from her. They're fantastic. I love them. Um, And uh, anyway, but what really wanted to talk about, and he and I wanted to kind of do this podcast before some recent events. Uh, was tree stand safety and climbing safety and one sticking safety and how to recover. It's more about self-recovery out of the tree when stuff goes wrong. Like let's say you drop a stick or you know something kicks out or you're hanging there. Like how do you get yourself down? Um, unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm recording this at the end, or in, not the end, in like October 23rd, probably on the night it's going to get released. Um, and uh, I think it was recently as like a month, month and a half ago, there was a recent tragedy with a saddle hunter. Uh, he was in a tree. He was only about six feet up. He was practicing, I think, one sticking, I believe, or climbing or one sticking or rappelling. And I don't know whether it was like the chicken or the egg kind of thing. I don't know what happened. But it seems like he had, um, from all from all uh, uh, opinions, it's, it, it may have, he may have had like a heart attack and pretty much passed away in the tree unfortunately no one could help him a squirrel hunter came by he was only like six feet in the air and by then he was you know uh, you know too much trauma kind of thing suspension trauma uh not really sure if a heart heart attack precipitated him dropping his stuff at the base of the tree and just kind of hanging there and no no way to get down or if he dropped it and then had a heart attack um not really sure just kind of uh, a little bit of information from what his widow uh, had posted on some of the forums, so you know, I, I, just terrible, terrible for that. You know, I feel sorry for for him and and her and, and anyone else that knew him, kind of thing. So we we didn't really want to harp on that one particular situation. We were going to do this this type of podcast before that even happened, and then that happened, and um, that kind of accelerated our like uh, our need to hate. Let's 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 just let's just do something. So if you guys listen to me, you know that I'm kind of like the you know over. Um, kind of over-redundant kind of person. You know, the two is one, one is none uh, kind of thing. Um, and I've always approached pretty much anything, but especially like tree stands, climbing, whatever. Um, like, what if something goes wrong? And if something goes wrong, you can have an idea of what you think you're going to do, but have you really actually p- practiced uh, with the things that you carry and are you able to access those things? And what do you do to get yourself down? Uh, whether you're one-sticking, again, you drop your stick. If you are you know, using multiple sticks and one of those sticks falls down. How do you, how do you get down? How do you self-rescue? How do you recover that kind of thing? So, uh, this is what this, this, this podcast is about. 
and like I said, he's a uh, Carrie is a arborist, you know, professional tree climber basically for the last uh, 20, 25 years. So he's he's a wealth of uh, wealth of experience, and we get into some pretty you know pr- pretty deep conversations here about certain things you can use, certain knots you should you should probably know, um, you know, th- ways of recovering yourself, and some general climbing and tree stand. Um, safety, saddle safety. We get into a little bit, little bit of everything here. Now, I am going to warn you guys. Um, his audio is not the best on this one. It seems like, uh, like midway through, like uh, the sentence starts out, and then midway through, his audio starts cutting out and gets really low or, or gets a lot of cutouts, especially near the end of the podcast, unfortunately. So, but I, I almost to the point where I thought, well, maybe we got to re-record this one. But we got a lot of good stuff out, and I tried to. Um, you know, if he, let's say, was saying something and it, it, it cut out, but I could hear him, I, I tried to kind of reiterate, like, hey, okay, this is what you said, right? Just because I wanted to get this information out there, I wanted to get this podcast out there, because I don't know when we're going to have another chance to, you know, to sit down and, and, and do this again. Again, time is very, very limited, and I felt it was important enough uh, for, you know, putting out some really good safety information that it, it needed to get out. So I apologize for the sketchy um, uh, connection. Uh, not Carrie's fault, obviously, but um, he does tend to cut out quite a bit um, in this one. So you know, bear you know, bear, bear with it. I'd, I'd really appreciate that, and I think you guys are going to pick up some pretty good, uh, pretty good nuggets out of this one. So um, that's really it. I'm gonna uh, gonna post this one probably tonight, and uh, then we're actually going on a family vacation. So we're we're gonna be gone for for a little bit, and no hunting this week, obviously, and just been you know swamped with work and you know doing all this stuff. But you know, I've had some pretty good sits. Uh, this year, a uh, couple very close opportunities, almost opportunities, and uh, I can share those, you know, at a, at a later date. But I, I didn't want to harp on that kind of stuff today. I just this was just meant to just get some safety information out there because we're in the swing of the season, and uh, it's just it's really really shocking some of the videos that you see, um, you know, on YouTube and stuff about you know what people are doing, how they're doing it, and there's really no talk about self recovery. Um, even for the guys that, you know, r- repel, uh, you know, all, all the way down, you know what I mean? Um, if, if you don't do that, or well, what if something fails? Um, you're never 100% safe up there. So anything you can do to mitigate that, that, uh, uh, event- you know, potential uh, eventuality, then, then all the better. And of course, we harp really, really heavily on just because you have the equipment doesn't mean you know how to use it. So you need to practice, get out there and practice, and you'll, you'll find how easy or how difficult, um, that situation is so you might you might actually shock yourself so anyway um i think with that said uh we're just gonna roll into this so this episode uh is partially brought to you by the pack right the push archery center of knowledge i have recently uh started uh you know taking the courses watching the courses uh from i, I think i started i started with uh, the, the tom clum one and of course i hopped around right you get access to these things and you hop around and see what see what each one's about so um i haven't really had a chance to dive very deep into it but i am now to the point where I'm actually enrolled and watching these videos, and I'm so excited about it. So um, I'm going to give you my, you know, feedback or you know, kind of my development or whatever with 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 taking these courses and how it's how it's going for me. So, uh, but that won't be for for a little bit. But anyway, if you uh, want to get better shooting and want to have a little, you know better sh- you know shot process, all that stuff, definitely check out these courses. You know, highly highly recommended. So that as at the uh, the push archery dot com right so anyway with that said here is my interview with Kerry Gibson see something up there should say recording there we go okay we are recording I think 
You there? Yep, I'm here. Okay. For some reason, it's not showing the ticker on my... Uh... Oh, there we go. Now it's recording. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> so, it, by the way, if uh, I plug this computer in, uh, it had like zero battery. That's my fault. So, it's uh, it's running just off of the, the, bat, the, um, uh, the plug right now, right? It's plugged in. But it yep. still shows like 0% charge because I think it takes a while to even get off a of zero when you first plug it in. So if we have some issues here, I'll, I'll call you back and we can figure it. We can finish it out on the phone or something like that. But um, so far, so good. We'll keep, we'll keep, our, we'll keep our fingers crossed. So um, on, on the phone, again, um, I have Carrie Gibson. And I think Mindy's there too, right? I think I heard her voice. Yeah, I'm yeah here. she is. She's sitting beside me uh, on her computer. Jeff. So I wanted to have you back on today. Uh, you guys were on a few episodes ago. Yeah. And uh, Carrie, you are a, uh, a professional arborist, been doing it for 20 plus years. I think 25 years is what you said, right? Last time? Yeah, that's that. Some between 20 and 25. Yeah. So a bunch of experience. And um, and, the, and the last one we got into talking about, we, we kind of went all over the place. We talked about uh, saddle hunting. We talked about your style of hunting. We talked... Uh, we talk Mindy's products. By the way, a little, a little aside here. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, I, I love those arrows. I, I recently bought um, a set of wood arrows uh, from uh, from Mindy. Uh, she goes under St. Lawrence, Lawrence Traditional. And uh, they, they're, they're awesome. Uh, they're my first set of, I believe they're, I think you told me they're Sitka Spruce, right? Yeah. So I kind of said, okay, here's kind of what I want. Here's kind of the spine I need, I think. Um and uh, yeah, so she uh, she did them. She came up with like a little cresting uh, job for me uh, because I was going to run these olive uh, five inch olive feathers, and they look really really sweet. I posted them on on Instagram. Originally, I was going to shoot them out of my ASL, um, just just because. But they actually flew better out of my elk heart, and they actually tamed my elk heart um, as far as like forgiveness goes. Yeah. uh it, 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 they just matched up like flight wise to that one so that's 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 what i've been shooting out of there they fly amazingly i got 160 grain heads on there i got i got uh, about a dozen from you and they're 160 grain fuel points and then i got half a dozen um uh, i did six and six so i did a half a dozen um a standards 160 grain and yeah they I, I took i took it out the other day actually and uh got really really close for an opportunity that's another that's another uh podcast or, or, or discussion but um i did manage to break one mindy i'm sorry um i was in a tree and i was actually using one of them i was trying to clear some lanes in front of me uh kind of reach reaching past uh my tree stand there and yeah. it was some like dead brush and stuff and i was trying to like hack away using it as a hatchet uh with you know trying, trying to chop away at it with the broadhead um and uh i whacked a bunch and then i kind of hit it too hard and then next thing i know the most of the arrow in front I, I have i basically have the fletching and this beautiful cresting sitting in my hand and the rest of the arrow went flying backwards and i never found it because it was in when i climbed that tree it was literally in like chest high brush and there's no way in hell i i was gonna find it in chest high brush and, and the thick stuff i was in but uh, other than that that's user error <laughs> yeah. they they fly amazing yeah the the thing about wood is like i've shot it for a long time and i've shot aluminum I have, i've actually never shot carbon um so i i went from aluminum when i started five and then Probably around '89, I guess. I need somewhere in that right time. Actually, when Traditional Bowhunter Magazine came out, 
I started uh, shooting wood and then I went back to aluminum and and now I'm back to wood. But the, the thing about wood is it's just quiet and it uh, Mindy always gets the same messages every time somebody gets one or gets an order from her they're they'll message her and say stuff like i don't know my arrows sound different coming out they sound quiet or organic or something like it depends on the person it's all the same thing and it's because it's all me so it's uh it's because it's dense yeah solid dense i mean um i don't know they just like i said they just flew it was weird because that bow um shoots high for me and i have to actively aim more than i really want to aim i'm not really a gapper with that one i kind of have to do that and it, it these and these arrows aren't necessarily much heavier maybe they're i think they came in a total of like 530 535 or something like that as opposed to like 490 something 495 so they're not that much heavier but they actually hit lower they hit like dead dead straight where i was looking instead of actively having to aim low on it and mm. it seemed to be a little more forgiving i don't know it could be the honeymoon phase of course but i mean my first like quiver out of it i was like oh crap this is actually hitting where i'm looking and i have to not actively aim lower with this thing so that was a really really pleasant surprise and i also got a couple sets of strings from you i got one for the asl and i got one for uh the elkhart um i did shoot uh did i shoot i shot in the string for the asl uh just because i wanted to get the knocking points on there i wanted to get it you know shot in stretched all that stuff um i did not shoot the one yet for the elkhart but because yeah. both of these strings are still like like they're still pretty good what I have right here, you know, so um, but I wanted to have like backups kind of shot in ready to go, um, you know, knock point set all, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I got to say, I, you, you put those. Um, oh, what are the, the cat whiskers, little cat whisker balls on there for me? And, and I've been using a paracord sheath for for a while now just because yeah. they're light. They take a lot of weight off the string. But I've been like struggling with um, trying to keep those little tiny like little sticker burrs um, out of there. And oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, one one little swipe accidentally. It's always on my lower limb too, the lower one. And I'm literally spending when I get to my stand or when I get to wherever I'm going to go. I'm, I'm sitting there with the bow on my lap for like 20 minutes picking those things out. I'm like, well, if I have to shoot you know, and I've already picked up 30, 40 grains of crap on this thing, right? So what's the point of having these for lightness if they're already going to pick up stuff, you know, and, and it picks up those, I don't, I don't even know what you call it. Um, they're, they're, they're tiny, tiny little sticker burrs, right? They're sticky. They look like, yeah. they look like tiny, tiny, tiny little um, uh, ticks almost, right? They're sticky and they have a lot of like little fuzzy hair on them and they stick, but they also, they there's also these like, um, they look like little mini roaches, right? There's like a yeah. little, it looks like a, like a like a, a quarter size or half size version of like a sunflower seed with two little antennas sticking out of them and i don't know what you call them they are yeah. everywhere and i pick those things out so i'm like you know maybe i'm gonna give the you know go back to the whole cat whisker thing you know um because they you know they certainly you know they they, they 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 tame the string they do the same job it's not you know what i mean it's just more aesthetic because they're, they're a lot smaller you know what i mean they kind of look a little goofy being so small on the string um but i think for like practicality and like dragging through brush i, I might switch back to those thing is too they're uh ties them they're like a perfect little round ball and yeah i, I don't know if you've seen their i don't know I don't even know who they are, but I've seen some string makers on Facebook and Instagram, and I've seen guys shooting with the rubber cat whiskers, and they mm -hmm. look like 
are tied on the same way they were for me in the 1980s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on with a knot, leave them full length, and they just look like a, you know, uh, flop on there, flopping around. They're just, they, yeah. I don't know if it does the job or whatever, but I know rubber cat whisker balls are, they're super tight. Now, I shoot the Dyneema puffs, which are, are nice too, but in, in my I think the, the cat whisker balls are probably yeah. wider than the Dyneema puffs. But, yeah, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't tell the difference in sound. I just it was more. It was more just annoyance. I fa- I'm doing it right now. I'm sitting with my Elkhart on my lap right now, and I'm picking away at those little. I call them like little little mini roach looking things. Yeah, um, they're thick <laughs> tights, and the other ones are hitchhikers. So, yeah. So anywho, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, so if anybody's looking for strings, anybody's looking for what arrows, um, you know, couldn't, couldn't be happier. Um, but the purpose of this podcast, I really want to focus uh, more on you, Carrie, and your, and your, and your opinion um, for, so, so we recently, unfortunately, we, we were actually thinking about doing this before this happened. Um, yeah. But uh, so there was unfortunately a saddle hunter recently who ended up dying in the tree um and i apologize i I can't remember his name and i'm just i'm not gonna this isn't gonna be um totally kind of breaking apart you know what what happened there and all that stuff this is in general because this can happen to anybody um and i don't want to you know speculate beyond what his widow kind of said on social media that you know he wasn't a he wasn't in the best of shape number one he had pre-existing conditions um and we don't know if he had a heart attack because he dropped his stick in recovery equipment and stuff, and that's why he had it. Or he had a heart attack and then dropped his his stick and recovery equipment. But the point is, he was less than six feet up in the air, and um, by the time like a squirrel hunter, I guess you know, got to him, uh, couldn't get him down, couldn't you know whatever, and he ended up passing away. Yeah. Um, so, but again, you and I were, were thinking about doing more in-depth podcast before this even happened and, and it's like okay we we really uh we really need to to to, to do something like this um so i you know i guess you know just just from the outset you know let's let's you know just so everyone knows you know i i still like one stick climbing and you absolutely detest <laughs> one stick climbing and we can talk about all that um there's there's pros and cons to everything but um, I guess, you know, like, wh- where, where do you think we should start this discussion, Gary? I'm, I'm kind of going to leave it kind of in your court here. Um, wh- where, where do you think we should begin? Um, I, th- I think if, if we're going to talk about it, we should actually start with just basic safety. What you okay. should have, what, what you, uh, um, and, and there's small things, and it, it doesn't just uh, are like here either. Like, there's other things that you can have that have have absolutely nothing to do with uh, with your uh, kit or your bow hunting kit, right? Right. Like, and it, and it depends on the type of climbing you're doing and the type of uh, elevated hunting you're doing. <clears throat> Obviously, if you're sitting in a ladder stand where you climb up a ladder and you know plunk your butt in a seat and uh, and then strap in you're far less likely to have an accident because as you, you and I and everybody else knows, at least they should know, 99% of accidents in a tree stand are in the transition period, right? So from climbing sticks or whatever method 
use to the stand or getting back off and then going down. I think so, I read um, again, don't don't quote me. I know we say 99 percent, but I did. I, I think like a few years ago, several years ago, I did read um, a statistic or whatever that that said, I think it was like 87 um, percent. I think it was in, in the high 80s, either transitioning from your stick onto your stand or getting off of your stand back onto your sticks and that's you know there's many reasons for that you know people like to kind of heave ho their way just to get eke out a few more inches of height you know what i mean so from the top of their stick they kind of want you know the more the more difference in height you have between your stick and your platform height you know the more like a side load uh you're going to put on that thing before that that stand is even properly set Mm -hmm. um and and people just you know they they don't they don't do like a lineman belt or a double lineman belt to get around that tree stand um so a, a lot lots of issues there so i i think one what you just said is is key um you should never have to step up to your stand yep never i mean i and and i put an extra stick uh above her actual stand so that when she's standing on the top stick she's on to that other stick and then steps onto her stand yeah right? and i mean i mean that's an option too but you should never step up and and because of what you said because when you step up onto it there's a chance you can kick it and as soon as you kick that stand or even bump it a bit and mindy will tell you the same thing i always tell her every time she's going up don't grab the stand like you, you should never ever grab your stand when you're trying right. to. Get, I mean, if you want to flip the seat up before you get on, uh, that's that's fine. Or put it down if it if it helps you. But uh, it should always be up when you leave anyway, or you're gonna get a wet butt right when you go back. But yeah. uh, if it's there, but you should never ever step up. And the reason being is, like I said, you can kick it, and if you bump it and you knock it loose, it's not set. And then, I mean, you've you've seen the videos. You've probably done it yourself. That uh, you know, accidentally going up, grabbing on your stand or bumping it, and then it just wobbles all all over the place. And you think, oh crap! Now it's not set. Now I got to reset it. Right. So if, if that does happen, once you get on your stand, the first thing you should do, well, actually, even before you get on it, is do the Jason Samkoviak stomp, like you do, like I do, like probably thousands of others do, right? Yep. Hang on, you know, to the tree and give it a good check right where the mouth of the platform meets the tree. You don't want you don't want to do it out on the platform because that does nothing. It has to be right against the tree, right where the uh, the V mouth is yeah, on. Right, right, right beneath the seat post. Yeah, yeah. right, right in front of it, and you give it a yeah. good kick there. Yeah, and that I, that so, should be set at ninety nine percent of the time. But um, no. I used to be just a little side. I think I, I might have mentioned this recently, but I used to be like not that comfortable in a tree stand. And in, in the last literally since watching his video about the stomp thing, um, it has completely changed my confidence in the tree stand because I would encounter I would do the, you know, uh, you know, lift it up and then lock it down um, kind of thing. And supposedly that was set and locked, right? Like 99% of videos you're going to see out there. This is how to lock a tree stand. And it was never tight. It was never tight for me. It was never as tight as I wanted. And I would get what I, what I'm referring to as like micro wobbles, right? It's not really wobbling around, but you know, it's not, it's not totally, it's kind of like driving on like icy road or like a semi slippery road. 
you have traction, but eh, the feedback is a little bit different, right? Yeah. Um, so once I did that Jason stomp, right? That thing set in so solid. It set in so secure. It completely changed my confidence. Like I actually like being in a tree stand now. Um, and this is all in all in the last like three, four months. And I can't thank that dude enough for, for, for that idea. Cause I never would have thought of it. Um, I tried the tow hook method, you know, you put the knee on the seat and lift up and whatever. And all that does is it, you know, potentially moves the, you know, the bracket, um, you know, your, your bat wing bracket, let's say away from the tree, or, um, it could, you know, once, you know, let's just say you've gone through all this, um, effort to get the thing like, uh, uh, you know, aligned vertically perfectly, you know, on, on the perfect set of like two teeth or whatever that it's supposed to be on left, right, you know, for adjustment, the minute you lift up that platform, um, that can kind of shift on you left and right. Now you're sitting in a crooked platform. So this, the climbing in and the stomp thing is 100% like completely turn my, turn my uh, confidence around. So uh, yeah. I think everyone should be doing that. Like get rid of that whole stupid, uh, I mean, by all means lock it, but then once you get in, do what he does. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a game changer. Well, the, the notebook, the reason it doesn't is because it's, it's, a, it's physics, right? The, yeah. uh, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Yeah. So if, if kicking it and knocking it down and you're putting your weight at the point where it's meant to go on the tree it's going to lock if you're putting kneeling on the seat putting your toe reaching out putting and if you have a big stand you got a long way yeah underneath the front of that platform not doing anything because all of that weight is way at the top. so you're and Plus, what you're doing is, yeah, people think, okay, I'm locked because their three stand slides down. Mm -hmm. The problem with that method is, A, push that wing off the tree so it's not even on the tree. Right, because you're, 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 you're levering it with your knee and you're sitting, a, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you've got a weight that's away from the tree that you're pulling it back away from the tree um, yeah. outboard. Yeah. Okay. So you think it's tight. Yeah. It's it's, it's held on by the strap and by the mouth uh, uh, platform V where it, where it goes on. It's being held in the right there, but your bat wing is not even engaged. Part of the whole process. And then yep. um, the other the other thing is when you do that and it slides down the tree like that. It can get those bat wings are pretty sharp. They mm -hmm. can on top of your strap, and you, if you don't notice it, you don't notice it. And yeah, if you're, you're hang hang on, Carrie, you you kind of tend to break up a little bit here, like mid sentence. Um, okay. So I, I just I just want to reiterate what you said. So when you if if that bat wing is loose, um, and you and you are doing this uh, you know cam over kind of thing, it yeah. if, if you if you if you have any kind of downward angle or 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 not not enough of a um, let's just say you got too much slack, like a V kind of angle on your strap when you first start doing this, right? Um, the, the, basically what you're doing is you're bringing that strap closer and closer to that bat wing. And if yeah. you don't notice it, um, that back bat wing will, I mean, I, I look at some people's videos and that strap is literally touching the bottom of that bat wing. I'm like, Jesus, man, that's, you know, it's under tension. You know, any anything under tension is more, more susceptible to get cut and go bing you know like when when if if uh if something if something cuts it so um having that strap like dead is parallel dead parallel or you know horizontal as possible before you start 
setting and stomping and and, and tightening that is just is imperative because I, I see that too and it just makes me cringe yeah yeah and then there there's a few other in a lot of people if if you're going into a tree stand that's a preset right you you have them out like i have i have a bunch out because that's how mindy hunts she doesn't do hanging hunts <clears throat> i i do her hanging hunts <laughs> so if you want to be really safe and you're very uncomfortable probably one of the best things you can do is there's two things one you can install a uh, uh, a rope once you get up there around the tree or on a on a limb that's heavy enough that goes to the ground and then you can put a prusik on there and as you climb you can push the prusik up now the problem i have with that method is having three points of contact with the ladder and uh well actually four if you're going up well i guess it's three because one foot's always moving but always having three points of contact is safe and and any any work at height expert will will say the same thing three points of contact but when you have that safety rope and then you have to let go and you have to kind of push it up that could be an issue now if you have some type of mechanical ascender that once you're for it or in uh in the climbing world they call them a shunt that once you're going up as long as your forward momentum or upward momentum is continuing up it will glide smooth right but then if you stop or if you put weight on it it grabs so something like that is a like a petzl petzl makes one it's called the t-block or the t-block t-i-b-l-o-c and it's just a little silver thing and uh, you can put it on your rope, clip a carabiner to it, clip it to your uh, your harness, and then up you go. And as you're going up, it's just going along with no tension. But if you stop, it grabs. And uh, it's non-mechanical. It's just a little piece. The other thing that you can do, and I used to do it, and I'm thinking about doing it again, is take lengths of rope, put them, because you're going to tether in when you get into the tree. Right. So everybody has a tether that they take every single time they go. But you can take rope with uh, it doesn't have to be fancy. You can even, you know, just put it around the, the trunk with a running bowline, have it secure. But, you know, put an alpine butterfly in there or a figure eight knot with a carabiner on it. You don't have to have a prisic or anything. Have it at the right height so that before you transfer to the tree, you clip that into your into your harness right before you transfer from your sticks to the tree to the tree stand then get on the tree stand and you're from the time you're at your sticks top of your sticks till you're on your tree stand at least you're attached then you can put your own tether on then you unclip that one and you leave it there but they 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 really only work for presets right um if you're not doing a preset then it's probably smart especially if you're not comfortable and especially if you're if you don't do it a lot uh, there's nothing wrong with taking your linesman belt the whole way up with you. And then, you know, have it. So when you're on your top step, you're on your linesman belt. And if you hear me, uh, I'm going to switch and call it a lanyard because linesman belt is, that's like an old term and any arborist I know calls it a lanyard. And uh, it's just a lot less to say too. But uh, yeah, if you take your lanyard, the whole way up and then you know clip it in and a lanyard is not going to save you damage if you fall 
So that that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't know and they don't take into effect. They think, okay, I've got my lanyard on. I'm good. I'm safe. I'm going up. If you miss a step or if you fall with your on, you're going to get, but you're not going to die. Right. So that's, uh, that's the big difference. Um, because you are going to scrape, you're going to scrape down the tree, uh, in, inevitably with climbing sticks, you're not going to go that far because it's going to get caught on a stick. But, uh, I mean, there's just small things that people don't think about. Now, myself, I just climb up the steps, get into the tree and put my, my tether on and then hunt. But my awareness in the tree is, you know, 25 years of being in them. I know where I am in the dark and you know during the daytime it doesn't matter but a lot of people don't are you there 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 we go did, did i mute my microphone again yeah 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 i did okay there you go sorry it's weird now like the my um <laughs> my uh my headset shows red as muted but my 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 uh computer shows not muted so um i was gonna say so how many how many people do you think go up a tree and they say oh yeah i've got a and, and like you said you you inter, you kind of alternately use it as you say lanyard right um i think most people still in the hunting world you know just we'll, we'll use it interchangeably right so i'm just, I'm just gonna you know just just for everyone understands lanyard lineman belt how many people yeah. do you think climb up with a lineman belt and they say oh i've got a lineman belt that's great and then like he, here's here's where the issue happens right they're on their sticks they're climbing 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 and then they set their their stand and they set their stand usually um and i know we said we shouldn't be like stepping up into it but i mean a lot of people put it maybe like a foot above their steps right i mean a foot a foot above is is i don't think is a big deal you can you can literally like reach over and like put plunk your foot down straight down onto that tree stand even if it's like a foot above of above yeah. your sticks right um we, we're just saying don't do it like you know two two and a half feet up where you're like heave hoeing your way in sideways but so your stand is kind of st is there and then your lineman belt is at hip height your stand is probably about chest height or maybe like you know mid mid stomach height or whatever so here's where the issue happens they don't carry a second um, lineman belt or they don't double uh, their lineman belt as a um, as a tree strap, right? As their, um, here's where we're gonna get kind of in, in, into weird terms here. Cause like what we normally refer to as, as a lanyard, right? Would be like a tree strap, strap or lanyard that normally connects to like a, like a hunter safety system, like the thing that goes around the tree, right? Uh, tether, let's say, or something, whatever. But how many of them do you think like, don't take the extra time to put a tether above the tree stand so then they can disconnect below the tree stand because basically now like you can't get into your stand with your lineman belt still hooked up below the stand right you need to disconnect it at some point also, so my supposition is i think what people do is they're like ah oh, screw it i'm just gonna unhook real quick hug the tree throw it throw it around the the tree uh, you know on on the on the on the top side of the platform and rehook up again okay yeah um, you try and do that, of course, then it's the, your, you, you got to look at what the, what your, your lineman belt actually does. It goes up one side of your, you know, away from your one hip goes around the tree. It goes up and over and down at an angle across that, um, platform and then back down to your right side. So it's not even taut. Okay. It's not even like, it's not even like dead straight. Right. So it's pulling on the tree stand. It's pull, it's getting caught up in things. And I think this is an area where people kind of um 
throw caution to the wind and say, well, I'm just going to unhook for a few seconds while I, I, I put this above the above the step or above the uh, uh, platform and tragedy happens. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what, what I've done is, you know, I have two two lineman belts slash tethers slash whatever you want to call it that are pretty much identical. One has a ropeman one on it, um, which I use only for uh, as a lineman belt, right? Quick adjustability. Um, and then the other one is what I tie into the tree once I'm, you know, in my in my um, in my stand, right? Uh, and that just has a Prusik on it on a carabiner, okay? Like good old good old fashioned tied Prusik, nothing mechanical. Um, but either one of those I can use interchangeably to get above limbs, um, to get above, you know, it, it, anything, and of course getting into your stand, right? Once once you're at height, um, I think that's key, and I think it's key to have them. The same length, um, is my opinion, have them the same length, they're interchangeable. Um, you know, you can, you know, you can, and, and you can even use it, you know, I, I say I don't want to hang off of anything mechanical, I don't want to hang off of a rope man, but I mean, in, in an emergency or whatever, you can do that, right? Yeah. For temporarily, you can do that. At least you have something um, that's, you know, 99.999% not going to let you down. So um, I think that's key. I think people just need to have that done and, and also this some of this begins like preparation at the base of the tree right um when i'm at the tree or even walking up to the tree i'm having you know what it's even how i pack my pack right um you know first in last out kind of thing so i i, try, I tend to do things in order so that i can easily reach things or, or things are easily on my person so that i know that i'm gonna just gonna have easy access to things that yeah. way I'm not like, oh, man, that other strap is at the bottom of my pack buried underneath my my uh, um, my my mitts and my, uh, you know, warm layers of my jacket and my water bottle, and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't really want to dig in there. I'm just going to disconnect for five, 10 seconds. Right. But if you yeah. have it on you and and you plan for it, it's right there. And you just you just climb up and you just you, you just you just switch and, you know, you're all you're always connected. So I think I think planning is a huge part of it. Pre-planning, and Mindy will tell you how many times I have come back after I've left or some because I'm driving and I'm thinking, do I have this? Do I have that? And especially for me, like like pack, one pack because I'm tired of taking pack, pack, and another pack, whatever, right? Because if I'm, I rarely saddle hunt. I did tonight. Hated every minute I was up there. But um, <clears throat> it's just because I spent too many years in a saddle for work. I, I yeah. have very little desire to do it for uh, recreation. But, um, you know, so I have a certain pack that I take for saddle hunting, a certain pack that I take for tree stand hunting, and then ground blind hunt, which almost never happens. Then I have you know, something else. So you have to take things out of your pack or have different packs. And that's where a lot of people probably get into a situation and it's happened to me in the past and it's happened to Mindy in the past because we went hunting not long ago and she got in her tree and, you know, I always have her message me when she's up in her tree. So I know she got in there and she's like, oh crap, I forgot my harness. Or, yeah. you know, or, or I forgot my tether or yeah. whatever. Right. And you have to have a system, like you say, where things come in chronological order. 
how are you going to use them? So it, it's really crucial to get used to packing your stuff that way. So for me, if it's a preset, then when I get to the tree, you know, I want to make sure that if I'm if I'm using the linesman belt, which I'll be honest, 99% of the time I don't to go up only because I'm uh, I, I'm super comfortable and I know you know I'm very aware and stuff and uh, probably a lot more athletic than the vast majority of whitetail hunters. So I will go up and then you know get onto my stand. While and while I'm doing this, you know, I'm maintaining contact with the tree the whole time that I'm in there. I'll yeah. put my tether on, I'll clip in, then I'll do the other stuff. I'll take my pack off, you know, I'll put it on the seat, I'll pull my bow up, I'll hang my 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 bow up, I'll uh get my pack hanger out, hang my pack up. So everything is ready. So I, I'm really not attached to anything for a pretty short time when I'm up there. But you have to get into some type of rhythm and it all starts with planning. Like you said, have everything set so that when you get to the base of the tree, if you're doing a hanging hunt, it's a different than a preset. If you're doing a hanging hunt, then, you know, you want everything laid out. So as you go, you know, you want your sticks. Like I don't personally carry the straps on my sticks. I put them in my, because I don't like them hanging possibly getting unwound or getting caught on something when I'm walking, you know, they're strapped to my pack. Right. So I, I just have the, the sticks in the stand and, you know, as a unit, they have like a, a backpack harness on them and then I'll just throw my pack on there and, uh, and strap it on. And when I get where I'm going, if it's a hanging hunt, Everything comes off. Everything comes off in a certain order. And if I forget to do it that way, and it, it's just human nature, right? It's, it has nothing to do with hunting. It has everything to do with uh, just human nature and, and how people work. You have to have a routine if, yep. if it's safe. For and sure. yeah. it everything has to be done the same way. Because if you mix something up or you change something up, as you well know, it doesn't matter what it is, hunting, life, work, whatever. If you change how you've been doing something, it just bamboozles the whole thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you you want to have some type of system starting with at the base of the tree, actually starting in your garage or your living room, wherever you pack before you go, make sure everything's there. You know, so but before we started tonight, right, we were, we were messaging. And yeah. you said, hey, I said, you know, so let me know when you want to begin. You said, listen, I'm going to eat dinner and I'm going to repack everything for tomorrow so it's yeah. ready to go. And then we can start podcasting, right? And I'm like, yeah. right on, <laughs> right on, because that's what I would do. <laughs> exactly. And it, 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 it's just to carry over my work. Like, yeah. I I really don't like other people. Well, maybe Mindy and maybe daughter, but I don't like people work on the ground for me to put my ropes away to, yeah, to flake sure. back in the day, right? I like to put them in myself because as I'm doing it, I'm looking at it, I'm feeling it running through my hand. And if there's a, 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 a flaw in there, got nicked or damaged, I see it or feel it. Exactly, so, exactly. It's good to get in the habit of <clears throat> doing everything 
the same way before you hunt because that's when accidents happen. No, yeah, why? I, I agree. The more, the more intimate you are with um, your equipment too, because uh, you are inspecting everything. And I think, um, like, I got to be honest, like when, when I get down from the tree at night, I'm just shoving everything in there. Okay. But, um, I, just, just to get out. But when I get home, I can, I can take all that stuff out. I can see if I nicked anything, if I frayed anything, um, I can see it in good light. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and repack everything the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in do it. Like you said, do it in good light. Like night when I left, it's starting to get dark and where I set up on the top of a hill, we have seen deer in the past. Well, I, I glass down field that I walk across to get in. Oh, there was six deer. Nice buck. But yeah. uh, when I got down, though, I just fire everything in time. I just, wherever it fits, it goes in there. Yeah. And you'll tell, tell you that when I come home, you know, I will go in the garage. I will empty out that pack, restage everything for the next day. Yeah. Because that. So let's... um. Let, let, let's kind of pivot a little bit so that that's kind of um you know routine kind of stuff right yeah but let's get into nitty-gritty, nitty-gritty about um i guess i guess my my biggest issue not issue my kind of pet peeve with some people um they're they're new to this and i haven't been doing this all that long either but i'm like very anal retentive about like backups and you know, like what if kind of kind of scenarios right always been um and i think we should talk about like self-recovery um self-recovery techniques what can go wrong and the importance of you know like what what methods are out there for self-recovery just in case something happens while you're hanging there um and this doesn't necessarily have to be for like a one stick climber right this can happen to anybody climbing any tree whatsoever with it can happen on a ladder stand okay and you can get kicked off the side and maybe not even be able to make it back onto the ladder stand okay um so let's say you're climbing um whether it's a one stick deal or multi stick deal or whatever. And for some reason, uh, you, you, you drop a stick. Okay. Now what, what, you know, what, what are you going to do? You're hanging there. Okay. Um, depending on what kind of saddle or harness or whatever you happen to be using, it could be comfortable or not comfortable. Um, in my saddle, I have attacked the saddle. It's supremely comfortable. I can hang there for, for quite a while and not feel like I'm like, like, like going to freak out. Right. Um, with somebody hanging in kind of like a like a traditional um, like hunter safety system kind of uh, tree stand harness, they're not really meant to hang out in like a tree saddle is, right? right? So you may have some less time, um, maybe maybe more comfortable before you know blood flow starts to get cut off to your legs and that kind of stuff. That suspension trauma that we that you know everyone talks about. Um, so you know a way to get down, or at least a way to take weight off of the tether or whatever line you happen to be hanging off of is mm. is important right so there's lots of options um i've talked about a few you and i talked about a few when we were did our did our first uh, podcast but um what would be number one for you like you're hanging there what would be number one and where would it be really fun that will save your life work every time yeah. web sling and i did do a video 
Hey, you, you're, you're breaking up. You're breaking up pretty good there. Is, is what? Is it what sling? A web sling. A web sling. Okay. So I did a video and I, uh, my Instagram and I put it on Facebook. I put it on the PBS group. Um, I put, it, put it on a few Facebook and stuff, but uh, I think I did a reel for it and like, the reel has like tens of thousands of plays already. Yeah. Basically, like we talked, a web sling, just uh, one inch tubular tubular webbing. It can be flat if it's stiff, but I do tubular. You can tie them to whatever length you want, right? So I use what's called a beer knot, and it's pretty easy to tie. You look it up on YouTube. There's a couple good videos. And unlike most knots, which weaken a connection, especially in a rope, when you tie a beer knot in tubular webbing, it is stronger than the actual webbing. Um, because does a beer knot go by different names? Because I know in the knot world, there's like different different names. It's a lot of things are called the same or different things with the same knot. Would it go uh, by it, another name too? Beer knot, just like beer, like beer you drink. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, how it works is then you have a continuous loop, right, uh, of one inch webbing. Mm -hmm. And I would probably make it about uh, when it's finished holding it, I would say probably six feet would be good because in a skinny tree, you can wrap it around the tree a few times and then and then uh, through the loop. Right. Because all it is is girth hitched around. So yeah. if the tree's skinny. Then you can wrap it, if, you know, three or four times around and then through the girth. If it's a fat tree, you know, go around once and then through itself and then it's girth hitched. And how this works is it, it doesn't take up any space. It's small, like it, it balls up into a thing about the size of softball. So you have it, if you're saddle hunting, you have it in like a dump bag close to, to where you can reach. If you're uh, tree stand hunting, you know, you can you can have it because uh, if you fall like or something happens you're likely not going to have your pack with you because your pack's hanging up so right what i would recommend having it in a pocket right roll it up like if you have a cargo pocket stick it in a cargo pocket good jacket pocket stick it in there <clears throat> you can even uh around your harness you can just have a girth hitched around your harness and just sit in there you know you can tuck in tag a few times around your harness but at least it's with you then you can take it off yeah and then put it around the tree girth hitch it and you know where where it, when you're hanging in the tree and if you're wearing a saddle rock climbing style harness you're going to be tree you'll never face away from the tree with those just because because you have that that frontal attachment point it's going to spin you every time and you'll be facing the tree right so just because that's where the that's where uh, the pivot point is where the access is the apex is right in the yeah. front so every time you fall you're going to be facing the tree so a we'll get on that in a second but a there, there's the key facing the tree um <clears throat> then you put the girth hitch this thing so that you know it's maybe at face level the upper chest and then because you can look down and see where it is girth hitch it put your left or your right foot whatever you're comfortable with right 
into the loop because it's always going to be hanging open because it's just one continuous sling. Put it in there, stand up, take pressure off, move that, uh, move your tether down, right? Hang on your tether, undo the uh, web sling, move it down, and repeat and do that till you get to the ground. And it, it's foolproof because once it's girth hitched around the tree, it's never going to fall off. Right. All, all you're doing is loosening it and sliding right. it. Yep. So you, you're not going to lose it. And uh, it's just going to go down the tree with you. And then you're down there because there's all kinds of other things that can be uh, be used. But in, inevitably, you could drop it like screw and step. Right. If, if you mm-hmm. if you drop it and you're done. Um, and, and while we're on this. What, where I said I wanted to talk about it, we'll just segue into it for a quick second here. I think the older style, um, like hunter safety systems, all those ones with back tether, the muddy and stuff, I would like to see them go extinct, actually. I, th- I think they're fine in a ladder stand, right? I don't think they're great in a tree stand. Well, and you don't use them in the saddle, obviously, but... I don't think they're like great. A vet, like a vest style, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, the back tether, the back tether. Okay. Hmm. They yep. came from. They came from, so in the roofing world, if you slip and or something happens and you fall and you slide, and you know you have buddies around who are going to be able to pull you back up, and it's easier to pull somebody back up from that way than from the front. Um, <clears throat> but if you fall in a tree stand, and I, I've done of this just to see what would happen at, at low height. If you're wearing yeah. a traditional tree stand harness that's tethered in the back and you fall out of your tree stand, 99.99% of the time, you are going to be hanging away from your stand. Yeah, you're facing and away from the tree. Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you think, okay, well, you know, I'm falling. I'm going to spin myself around. Doesn't matter because the pivot point is behind you. It's going to spin mm-hmm. you away, and you're going to be facing away from the tree. That's yep. why those harnesses come with that drop-down uh, foot loop. And you mm-hmm. were actually, you're actually, uh, you showed me one, and you were going to use that as a as a web sling. Remember, you showed it to yep. me. Mm-hmm. Yep, what, yep, I got it right here. That's what that is. So yeah, that's where I got, I remember where I got that from now after we, after we talked about that. Yeah. How many people do you think actually know that exists on their uh, t- traditional uh, uh, vest, safety vest? You know, it's that, that suspension uh, relief strap or whatever they call it. Yeah. Probably about 5% is my guess, maybe 10. Yeah. And the, the thing, thing is, yeah. Okay. You, you still have to get that down and it, and it could, you still have the right height. And if, if you're too short or too tall, if you're too tall, then you're out of luck. If mm-hmm. you're too short, then you have to reach, reach that thing around, try and pull it in front of you, try and put a knot in it or a couple knots. So that you can get your, your foot in there, to lift your heel in there, lift your thumb. Dumbest thing yeah. ever. Flat out. It's yeah. stupid. Right? And those style harnesses are deadly. Only because if you fall, Suspension trauma within five minutes. Like you, you can't hang in those. Flat no. out, cannot hang in those. Um, they will push. 
not only will they pinch everything and cut your blood flow off, but they push everything up, like right. And if you're, and that's another thing. What I was saying that it's not always about it. If you're you're wearing huge bulky clothes, like guys will say, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do normal street clothes, and I'm just these giant overalls or big cover, right? big thick slated coveralls to go hunting. That's fine. But if you have something happen and you're in a situation like that. Yeah. All of that bulk is going to push up into your your brass area, into your back, into your chest, and it'll suffer. Plain, plain, plain and simple. That's why picking your clothing for hunting you have to be layered, and it's meant to have multiple layers that are thinner. Yeah, you don't move independently of each other. Not move as one unit because that unit is just a, envision just pushing up, rolling up. Uh, yeah so you, you you broke up quite a bit when you were talking about like big the, the coverall part over there but i think what you were saying is um all that stuff not only not only is it going to cut off blood flow like inside of your crotch let's say right like it, you know where those arteries are inside your thighs but yeah. it's also shoving all those organs and everything up like kind of crunching them up into, into your stomach right is that what you're saying yeah yeah and and, and again that's why i said it's important to close don't you know it's better to have multiple thinner layers than yep. one big thick one just like i said envision uh rolling up a, a, a tube of toothpaste mm-hmm. what i mean that, that that's what happened yep. um and you know and and that those style harnesses is once you have them on you can't take stuff off under them, right? So right. If, you, yeah. if you put it on, you can't add things. So in my opinion, I think either a saddle or a rock style harness, a good rock style harness is the best thing to do. It's the absolute best you can make for your safety when you're in a tree set. And, and I think those are growing in popularity, like the rock style stuff, like the the new stuff that Tack the Saddle makes, and some yeah. other, you know, like like lightweight rock rock style harnesses that are that are being used by you know other people, just like from the rock climbing world, they just buy that. Um, it's gaining a lot of popularity now. I think I think that's kind of yeah. the the hybrid of the future. I think. Um, so okay, so we've got so basically we've got this uh, the strap that goes around the tree. It's it's a, it's a let's call it a relief strap or a really a sling, right? where you got a foot loop in it, throw it around the tree, stand on it, and you're just basically meant to just just take the weight off of the tether that you're on, that you're hanging from, and then that way you can move that tether down, sit back down in it, move down your, your basically your your foot step, basically, or your your whatever, whatever foot you have in there. Um, uh, you just kind of keep moving it down. It's, it might take you a long time because you may only go like, like four or five inches at a time per, per iteration, but you're going to get down. Or you're going to get down to, um, let's just say you only drop like the one stick. You know, let's just say you drop like the top stick, let's say, and you got like four sticks. Um, you may only need to make it down to like your third stick. You know what I mean? Until you actually have some sort of actual real foothold and then you just go back down and then, you know, clean your shorts out and then, you know, try, try again. Um, if you have, if you're doing like a one stick method, right? Um, same deal. Like I'm, I'm, I really like the one stick method because I'm, I've gotten to the point where I'm like really good at it, both going up and going down. Uh, I hate rappelling down. 
Um, well, I don't mind repelling. It's actually fun, but trying to get that stupid rope out of the tree, uh, 50% of the time, I have to go back up and get it anyway. I just gave up on the repelling thing. Um, mm-hmm. Talked about but, that. I did say. Yeah, but, uh, but, <laughs> and yeah, that, no, that. It, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to do. Um, and I'm, but it, trying to get that, that, that rope, I, I'm telling you, I, I was batting 50% with that. And I said, screw this. If I have to climb back up again, like 50% of the time in one stick back down, I might as just, well, like one stick back down and not carry 30 feet of, of rope. You know what I mean? I, I, I carry two 10 foot sections or nine foot sections of identical, you know, eight millimeter rope. And, you know, and, and, and that's my, I guess, rescue thing. You know, I showed you that web sling that I had, um, or that rescue strap sling, but, um, both of my tethers now they're equal length and I was just kind of making sure like, okay, well, can I tie like a, like a bowling line, a bowling knot, let's say, right. As a foot loop. And by the time I do, tie a, a bowling knot or like a figure eight or, or something like that, just to get your foot into, and then be able to girth it around the tree, it actually came out to be the same length as this, as this relief, um, uh, sling. Right. So I'm not carrying that sling anymore, but I always have both of, first of all, I go up with my backpack, but I've been going up with, um, obviously my tether, cause I'm one sticking up, but I'm having my lineman belt on my side regardless, because, um, I'm going to need it at the top anyway, when I'm, when I, when I get into my tree stand, you know, I'm one sticking up, getting into a tree stand. So either way, I'm going to have to have access to that lineman belt, um, one way or another, whether, you know, just for the transition or getting around limbs and stuff. And I know that I can use that lineman belt as a, um, suspension relief strap. It's long enough to go around, um, <clears throat> the tree and tie a foot loop in it in the finished length is, is more than enough. Right. Um, that's what I'm, that's what I've kind of settled on doing. Now, the key to that is, like I said, you have to have it with you. And my backpack is also with me on my back. I started just climbing with it and my tree stand. I strapped this tree stand onto my backpack and I climbed together and I don't really have an issue taking, you know, once I'm up there, I don't really have an issue with, you know, taking my stand off of my backpack, putting my backpack back on my back and then hanging the tree stand, right? Instead of hauling up the tree stand uh, or the backpack and the the bow, All right now all I haul up is the bow. So again, just kind of, I've gotten everything down to kind of like, 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 like a science of the order I do things, but it's, it's like, it's, it's not even a question. It's, it's a no-go for me if I don't have that second strap, like physically on me, just in case that way, if everything goes to shit, I have two straps that I can self-recover with. Yeah. And I would think that one of the most important, uh, your average white should learn uh, tree stand hunter uh, are two knots and one, well, three actually, but we're kind of the same one would be the bowling which is a good knot but the other one would be an alpine butterfly and uh the alpine butterfly is a knot that can be tied anywhere along the length of a line like with a bowling you need ten, right yeah so alpine butterfly can be tied anywhere along the line and you can make the loop in it mm-hmm. because as big as you want you can make it big enough to put your body in you know what I mean? So yeah, I still have to learn that. I, I tried it a couple times. I, I, I can do probably 10 different knots and I, I really haven't kind of mastered that one yet, but I, I want to, uh, yeah. So I'll send you a video of uh, how I do it. It's, it's pretty fast. Jason doesn't, he's left-handed. So everything's half-assed backwards. Yeah, um, I know. I have, I have to think backwards when I watch his stuff. Yeah. But uh, I mean, small things like 
learning the proper knots, carrying something with you. And I know with one sticking, now I know you say that I'm dead set against it. I'm not dead set against it. I don't like it, but I, I think the safest method of, of sending a tree for hunting. And to me, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of extra work. And, you know, you're getting muddy and hot. And I mean, you can take your time. And the fact that you come down one is is good uh, because you don't give a crap what you do at night. You can make much as much noise as you want. You can just eyes at night. I've done it before. Walk yep. right up. They don't care. Yeah. What happens at night, you know, what happens after dark stays after dark. You know, <laughs> the, deer, the deer don't care. Yeah, but, uh, I know. And, and coming down slow like you do, and even if you're making noise, again, it doesn't matter. It's safer than rappelling down because, well, rappe- getting down, it's safe. The problem is, uh, it's a same So as an arborist, we have a method that's called single rope climbing, and there's two anchor methods. So one is a basal anchor where I shoot the line up, goes up over a crotch, then I pull my climbing line up over that crotch, running with the dynaglide, right? I pull it back down. I base tie it to the base of the tree. And then the other hand goes up over the crotch and then down to me. And that's what I climb on. And the other method is called a canopy anchor. So canopy anchor is basically you're kind of, you, you run a little device, it's called a quickie, and it goes up and it kind of girths to a limb. Or if you're uh, working, tree down for removal you will have your line around a tree you know you'll cut everything off that you want and then you'll come down to the bottom or tie uh, a piece of throw line a length of throw line the running bowling you'll dip down to the ground on your climbing system you'll get down there and then in theory when you pull on that uh, throw line it opens the loop and everything ties down to you but right. I've probably had that thing in 20 years of, well, 10 years, of, I think 10 or 12 years of climbing strictly SRT. I probably got caught up at least 50 times. Mm-hmm. So, and what do you have to do? You have to install another line, go back and get that line. So, yeah, I, mean, exactly. I mean, it's just, and, and zing it. And I heard, I was listening to your podcast actually laughing um which one oh when i was bitching about like trying to get that thing out of the tree yeah i i gave up on it you know so like the the, the only reason i know you say it's like noise right so i mean I've, I've gotten to the point where i'm i think i'm pretty damn quiet like i'm i'm actually setting up like within last few sits like within 50 60 yards of of beds where i actually see deer get up and go um so quiet wise yeah i mean and and, and i'm not making like huge jumps right um you kind of get into a cadence i know when people first start like one sticking and stuff they do like i'm gonna get as much as i can with like all these aiders and stuff and you're heave-hoeing and um to me it's it's if i can get up to like say 14 16 feet something like that in like three four moves fine if it takes me five or six moves to come back down because eight's in the dark and you're colder and you're stiff and you just want to take your time no big deal but it's it's actually faster like you know the the term like in racing we say like smooth like slow is smooth and smooth is fast right um 
that's basically what it is. If you take your time and do it, you're going to get up the tree in no time. And you're going to be quiet. Um, earlier this, well, one of my earliest sits this year, I went up with, so I've got these three Hawk helium sticks, right? They're full length. And two of them have a two-step aider on them, um, like webbing aider. And the third one has a one-step aider on it, right? So I've got basically like over six feet of aider, first of all. Um, and a lot of the places I go, it's a lot of marsh, a lot of marsh grass, lots of twigs, lots of branches. Um, and it looks like a yard sale at the bottom of the tree, trying to be quiet. And then you try to haul these things up. So I've got I've got six feet of total aider, right? Cable aiders, or not cable aiders, um, amsteel aiders, I'm sorry. Um, that I'm trying not to get tangled up with each other and with the sticks and with, with the brush and the, the branches and all that shit all around it. And then, of course, I've got the straps for the actual uh sticks you know what i mean so i mean I, I gave it a fair shot again i'm like okay i'm just gonna go and try and see if i can be super quiet and get up with you know three sticks and and the aiders and stuff now for me i need the aiders i need the aiders because i can't i don't really climb very like i don't have a big instep you know so oh. if i want to get like if i need to get to like 16 feet i need like like four or five sticks okay i mean no joke right i know some people can get up to like 20 they say i can get up to 20 feet and three sticks good for you i'm not that guy so <laughs> i need to be uh i need to have the aiders so the, the aiders are a necessary evil well if i have the aiders then they get tangled in everything i made more noise i moved right. i snagged more brush more branches more like fallen you know uh, bush and trees and this and that you know entangled in the, and i'm like this is freaking ridiculous i'm bringing up half the forest with me and i've only got my second stick up already um so i said screw it i'm i'm actually was able to be quieter with with my method of climbing because i'm not taking like again giant leaps i'm yeah. going up you know uh you know, my 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 beast stick has a cable later on it. Just has one cable later, and half the time I'm I'm not going up like the cable later, and the bottom step, and then the top step. I'm actually just using just one step. You know what I yeah. mean? And I'm going up maybe like in in four or five iterations to get up to like maybe 16 feet, right? But I can do a like I I know people like rolling their eyes like no, you can't. You know, fine if you guys can go climb with sticks quietly. I'm not saying you can't. For me. It's like I said, it looks like a yard sale at the base of the tree and I snag half the forest trying to bring it up. It's not yeah. going to work for me. So, um, I, you know, not only is it lighter, it's quicker. And I've gotten to, like I said, a good cadence with it that I can just get up the tree quietly. Now, is it, um, you know, would it be easier if I went to like a perfectly flat manicured lawn ground and I had these sticks laid out and, uh, you know, brought them up? Of course, going, you know, strapping sticks on and just climbing right up is the fastest way to get up probably, yeah. right? But I can't make it work personally with all the shit that's around the base of the tree. And like I said, I don't take big jumps. I take my time um, and I can even, so now, I'm, I mean, I can even like climb leaning trees um, relatively quietly, relatively easily, even though every time you swing off, you know, you kind of swing away from the tree and you got to, you know, kind of heave yourself back around to the front side kind of thing. Um, you know, it's just, it's just all in what you're comfortable with. And I'm supremely comfortable with like, I'm for, for once in my life, I'm actually like really, really confident and comfortable with my setup with the stick and the stand and you know my ropes and the method that that you know that i'm climbing with you know what it boils down to what you're comfortable with and when you think and i've seen some youtube videos where man i just shake my head and uh, i can feel somebody walking over right because yeah these guys are going <laughs> i mean they're doing stupid i watch yeah. 
for this young guy. Granted, athletic and stuff, but his last move from to the stand was like four feet, like standing on the very tip top, grabbing the tree, jumping off and pulling him down. And you know, down. okay, yeah. you probably don't, you've probably seen the video. You know, I, I don't know if I sent it to you and I, it wasn't, I watched maybe it's the same one because I, I recently saw one and I said to the Jason, I'm like, this dude is looking to fall. This dude's looking to die. And then he sat back, like just shaking his head, like what the hell, you know what I mean? Like this is, it might even be the same video because it was really, I, I was even like, dude, what the F are you doing? You know, I mean, this, this does not look good. Uh, first of all, you're not smooth doing it. Number two, don't put this out there for people because someone new to this are going to think that this is the way to do it. And like you were, <laughs> you were teaching the wrong thing, bro. Yeah. And I, that key is everybody listening and who wants to try one stick or, you know, multiple sticks or whatever, or even rope access climbing. I would never recommend rope access climbing only because it, is you have to carry a ridiculous amount of gear so you're not saving any weight you have to carry like 40 no. ropes so you're not saving any weight oh totally yeah and, and, and you, you're carrying you're carrying half a uh you know i mean you, you look like a rock climber you know with, with like yeah. the, you know the big giant things of rope on you i mean it's, it's ridiculous yeah and you have you have to throw a throw line up over a crotch in the dark with a headlight and you're going to miss like times maybe 10 times you're going to walk back and forth trying to you know, yeah, um, yeah, no, no, thanks. That just throw that away. <clears throat> and yeah. when, when you think about it, when it all comes down in the end, Jason's method of his three full length sticks with an eight at the bottom, they don't look, it doesn't look that bad when you, when you look at the uh, all the other options that are out there. Simple. And I would totally do that if, if I didn't have to carry eighters the rest of the way. Like, I feel like I need the eighters to get the height. I just can't get the height that other people get. Yeah, but, but you J know? Jason's no, he's probably your, he's probably shorter than you. Oh, and, I know. Yeah. And I don't know how he gets that high, but I mean, maybe he just stretches more between them. I don't know. They're three full length sticks though. Yeah. So, so yeah. are mine. Mine are full length. Uh, you know, they're like 30 inch sticks. Oh, okay. And yeah. then, uh, the other one I really like now, he, here's probably what I'm going to do next, uh, next season is I have lone wolf and XOP stands. The Assault 2 and the XOP Vanish Evo. And uh, I have like four or five, actually five or six, actually how many? Probably six or seven sets of sticks. And so we do a lot of presets because Mindy does not do hang and hunt. Yeah. So we do a lot of presets. Now we'll leave them in place for a couple weeks and then we'll move them if, if there's no action, you know, because keep an eye on the deer. Um, but I'm actually contemplating, you know, smacking the piggy in the, uh, in the summer and I might get like a 0.5 and a couple of, uh, lightweight sticks with, uh, the cable aiders, because I'll tell you right now, I think three, if you want to go four, you could go four, but with three, uh, mini sticks with the cable aiders, and they're always on there and they're always open. And I think that's key. One of the one of the reasons I don't like the two and three and four step aiders that hang down, mm -hmm. they're hard as shit to see in the dark. Yeah, they're right? yeah. When you're when you're coming down and if if something ever happened, so here here's the scenario here. If something ever happened 
and you thought your foot was in there and you went to go down and it wasn't in there and you slid through and you flip upside down and you're hanging from your ankle, mm-hmm. <laughs> multi-step uh, aider, you're, yeah. you're in, you're not going to make it playing. So right. yeah. yeah. you're not going to recover. Uh, mo- most people, because the average whitetail hunter is, uh, you know, they're not going to be going into a, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, into a situation where they're going to feel comfortable, you know, going to a beach, taking the shirt off. Hey, ladies, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're, uh, totally. they're, yeah. they're, they're just not. That's how it is. They're not that athletic yet. No, I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, if something happens, there are people that if that happened, you could pull yourself up, you know, do a crunch, do a big setup and get yourself out. But most people are going to panic. So I think that, you know, three or four sticks with the cableator. Lone Wolf makes a great one, like Lone Wolf Custom Gear. And they're not expensive. Like, what, 15 bucks for an aider or something like that? Later, I don't know. Later. I got mine from Eastern Woods, and I put it on this beast stick. I mean, and, and I love the cableator. It's, you know, yeah. um, it's mean, way easier. To, like I said, I've got the Amsteel ones on the Hawk Heliums, but the cable one is way easier to use. You know, and it's only a 15-inch step. It's not giant, you know. Yeah. It's, it's because they're always open, right? And, yeah, and exactly. I mean, if, if you think, and one of the biggest things that I found with one sticking, you do one sticking in a, in a uh, realistic fashion. You go to a realistic height. I've seen videos on YouTube where guys are one sticking 25 feet or 30 feet. Like, A, you know, you're shooting straight down at the deer. And uh, B, if you got to go that high, find a different friggin' tree. Right. Like, yeah. look, look, look at Cody DeQuisto, for example. You know, I follow him on Instagram and I watch. His story. He he just recently switched to trad this season. Eh? And, yeah, uh, and he's like 10 feet up. Right. Last last there was one of his clips. He's he's in this locust tree and he pans his camera down and you can see the ground right underneath his, his platform. He said mm-hmm. he's like, basically, he said, I'm just using this. Point five is a place to sit because he said I'm one foot off the ground. <laughs> like in, in, yeah. In our, he's five feet or he's six feet, seven feet, and yeah. he kills bigger deer than you or I ever see. And sure, a, yeah. A, a, he has the property to do it. But, you know, if it all comes down to picking your setup, if you think you have to get so high in the tree, find a friggin' better tree. Because that's one thing about saddle hunting. That's another thing I don't like about saddle is because you look like, a, especially when the leaf cover's gone, you look like a giant raccoon hanging off the tree. Mm-hmm. And it, it happened to me last week, I think. I think it was last week or the week before. Uh, my buddy was set up woodlot and uh, hardwood lot, and I set up some plants. So I said, you eat morning when we're done and i broke into this wood lot and it was pretty big it was like i don't know four or five acres this wood lot and uh i thought okay well i'm gonna have to look around to find where he is as soon as i broke from the open area into the wood lot boom i did not have to look i could see him i could see him hanging off the tree yeah. like a giant tumor you know what I mean? It depends like, how far how far away you lean too. Like I never used to lean very far. Like I'm not saddle hunting anymore. Not really. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm using my saddle to once to climb with, and I'm using my saddle as my, you know, my harness in the tree, right? 
um right. but i but i would never like lean super far away from the tree i'd always be pretty like like pretty sucked up close to it vertical anyway um but i i, I think there's something to it. And, and i gave up on it because like earlier this year this is kind of a little side tangent here but yeah. um so I, I sat dude what's that you will not get the shots no so i sat in one with my uh my my tree stand right i climbed this crooked twisted kind of leaning twisted off in all dimensions kind of like my spine right my spine's pretty bad so it's it's it, <laughs> it waves it twists and it curves right um and super solid sit i didn't i didn't see anything that night but i ended up sitting over basically like squirrel mecca and i shot one kind of long uh deflected or whatever but i mean it, this is with my long with my asl and I could get into any position. I could shoot a wide range of, of angles, right? I mean, I was like practice draw and stuff like that. Um, totally comfortable, rock solid, and I was level, you know, in this tree. And I thought, oh, I'm going to come back here for squirrel hunting. So I'm the idiot that I will, will actually take like a tree stand or all that stuff and get in a tree to, to squirrel hunt because I love squirrel hunting that much. So I went back there a few days later and I'm like, let me see if I can just go in there like real quick with my, with my saddle, get into the exact, I was running an experiment. I'm like, I'm going to run the exact same tree. Um, I took a different bow, but it didn't matter. Um, there's no way in hell I could get the same shot angles that I could with the, with the saddle because, because it was leaning so much. Um, you always go to the low side, of course, cause you're a plumb bob. Um, yeah you could you could stand there while you're hanging and kind of like you know how you can kind of like move your weight around or kind of push off you're always like kind of pushing on one leg more than the other because you're kind of kind of leaning and you're trying to offset your your weight and stuff like that that's fine but then when you go to actually like take your bow off the hanger and draw back and get into into positions i could not shoot a single one of these damn squirrels um and it really pissed me off because i really wanted to shoot those squirrels and they were like all around me i mean it was like squirrel mecca i started naming them because it was the same few that i'd seen you know before and um i'm like oh yeah well you know there's uh, i called one spaz because he acted like a spaz it was like it always looked the little ones and there's another one that's like this fat gray one i'm like oh i know where this one is i know where this one is and i was waiting for them they would all come out same squirrels that came out like from you know three days ago and i could not get i couldn't get drawn and really get a good shot um without swinging sideways and just being like whoa okay that's not the way i wanted to go you know what i mean no way in hell could i have done you know but if i was in there with my tree stand yeah dead squirrels yeah yeah the, the thing that uh between saddle i only like saddles for two reasons a, I, I can't sit still in them long enough and i'm not comfortable they eventually i don't care i don't care if it was hand woven from angel wings by jesus right i, I don't i don't care they they yeah. are all gonna pinch eventually they're gonna find a, a spot they're gonna pinch like tonight i was up there within half an hour my left foot started going numb right and I, i'm thinking ah yeah i'm gonna have to lean against three of my knees breaks, and that equates into a ton of movement and you might not think you're moving a lot but if you're far, if a deer is farther away and they're watching you, those little tiny micro movements are amplified. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I don't get the pinch, but I move around a lot for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. uh, I don't like it because of that reason. And then the main reason is I do not like being able, not being able to shoot off your weak side. I mean, I don't care. All these guys, all these battle companies have all these tutorials. Okay. Yeah. If you want to shoot off your weak side, 
you just on a, on, on a dead straight tree with a giant platform yeah. with with a ring of steps to cover the rest of the distance. It's, that, that's a giant crock of shit. You're carrying more stuff than than just the tree stand, honestly. Or, or what they is okay, face in the tree. So what we want you to do now, pull your tether in, turn around, face out from, put your tether across your chest to hold you, get your bow off, and then you. Can, it's it's a lot of movement it's a lot of movement yeah, it, it, i know I've, I've tried i and i've given up on it you know yeah it, it's a, another thing that most people don't realize is uh saddles bow hunting were designed for compound boats they were never designed for tra- uh traffic so i mean they, they never even thought of that when they were bringing them into the market they brought them in the market on the market for a compound no, guy. And, and that's why they're so popular. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for, for sure. You could sit there and say, yep. You know, if I was in a, if I had a compound, um, yes, I could have been, I could have made a lot of those shots that I was not able to make. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the other day, just hanging uh, there with, with my stick bow. Yeah. What's the average compound? 28 inches now, 30, 32. Maybe? Well, they start complaining if it's anything over 32 and they call it a long, you know, a long, uh, Axle, so, axle or whatever so it's like that, yeah yeah if, if you want to bring your from hanging from your strong side your weak side with a 28 inch bow mm-hmm. over two feet yep. long try try that with a even a short even my short 56 inch longbow mm-hmm. still, yeah you can't have any kind of cant to it at all um yeah, yeah. so i those are the only two reasons like is because of comfort <laughs> too much and shot angles you just cannot get the same shot angles you can no so i mean and then safety reasons a lot of guys say they feel safe in a style that's good i mean you you probably technically are safer in the saddle because you're going up with your belt while you're putting your sticks on or you want to then you're hanging from your tether when you're up there and then you're coming down. Yeah. I mean, what I would like to see and what Jason is touting now is I'd like to see more people start putting their sticks on with their tether as a secondary backup. Right. So yes. Yep. He, yep. He, he uses that tether now as a secondary backup. And if you get used to it, actually really easy to because you know how many times i have put my uh uh climbing stick, stick strap uh, over top of my lanyard lots, lots. oh yeah yep. yeah lots. I do that. yeah you put it in there you lock it you think, oh, this is great and then you go to move your uh, lanyard you're like crap you can't move it and you look yeah, it's behind there but if you have your tether, if you're working off a tether that's high, um, you'll you'll never get that'll never happen. And you can push yourself farther from the tree and mm-hmm. just like one sticking. Right? Yeah. So I'd like people to start doing that. I think that would be a key to it's not a bad idea too, especially with you know, and and I've I've started to think about doing that too because I mean, with one sticking, you are literally hanging. I mean, that is your whole deal, right? You are moving. There's more abrasion. You got it. You got to keep a uh, a closer look on your on your uh, rope, right? Because you're constantly moving 
uh, that rope up and then you're constantly putting it under tension and it crunches into the bark and the bark kind of cuts into, you know, not cuts into it, but um, you got to think about that. And another thing you got to think about too is when you're moving your stick up, right? The, 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 the steps on whatever stick you happen to have, they're, they're pretty sharp, right? I mean, this bee stick over here has like pretty sharp like teeth on it, right? Yeah. So it's nothing that you want to get your, your, your tether under tension um touching you know as you move either up or down when and it doesn't have to be with one sticking but you know it 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 comes up for me and i have to be really careful like okay i'm going to hang off to the side a little bit and i'm going to move my stick off you know i always hang off to the left just out of habit and i move the stick up a little bit to my right okay they're <laughs> offset i never have the stick directly in front of me because i don't want because i'm hanging you know 230 some pounds or whatever off that rope and i don't want that rope under tension to rub against the stick that I'm like now jamming up against it. You know what I mean? Cause it's, if it cuts it, that is my only lifeline or otherwise I'm going to the ground. Um, it's just some things you got. And, and I guess you can do the same thing too. Um, it's not just a problem that you could have with one sticking. You can probably, you can probably do that, have that issue too. If you're climbing with some sort of lanyard or if you're, or if you're climbing with uh, a linesman belt or whatever, um, or a tether or whatever. And you, and if you're, and if you're moving sticks, and those sticks and you're under tension somehow and those sticks rub up against you know any of them there's all kinds of sharp shit on those sticks right i mean they're meant to be they're meant to bite the tree and they're meant to bite into your boots um yeah. you just don't want it cutting and abrading anything that's especially if it's under tension you know you just got to be really careful with that especially if you're frustrated or hot or sweaty or cold or what have you you know just take your damn time you know again like <laughs> slow is smooth and smooth is fast I, I can't stress that enough i mean that's that's embedded into you from day one in racing you know what i mean but it, it applies to everything well it's uh, it's embedded in the arborist world to anything that you learn or that you're testing out always right yeah so another thing a lot of people don't think about when you're putting your tether like for safety purposes especially in leaning uh, whether you're doing the uh, the uh, quick link, which a lot of people do, I have a couple like that, or whether you're doing like a running bowling or a figure eight on a bike and then running a rope through there, where you put that knot, right? You can move that in your in your to your advantage while you're up in the tree. So if especially when you're saddle hunting, like a lot of guys will go up. And they're in a leaning tree or, you know, it, it, it keeps, like you said before, it wants to pendulum you. It wants to pull you to wherever the apex is. And, uh, and that's just physics. You're not going to stop that. But if you take where your tether goes around the tree, you can move that right or left, like 180 degrees, lock it in place. And that will yeah. essentially hold you in place where you want to be. But so so yeah, you, you you offset you offset the knot basically where it comes off of the tree and it and it it, it pre kind of like preloads and pulls you in a certain direction. Yeah, don't don't yeah. have uh, you know okay this middle you know because a lot of guys and girls that's my knot has to be right right the uh they're, they're, you're sorry you're you're breaking up really bad there. Okay, so a lot of people have a mindset where they think that knot has to be directly in your face. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 
doesn't have to be. It can go left. It can go like 180 degrees either way. Even even I've done it where I've taken right around the backside of the tree because it was mm-hmm. such a lean tree that this is for saddle honey. It was such a lean right. tree wanted to swing me out to the front so i put it way over around the back tight and you know it it kept me level and upright on the uh on my platform yeah yeah you can yeah you you can kind of play with with the pull on that thing too and i think a lot of saddle hunters do that too on a leaning tree regardless you know but it can it can also benefit you benefit you like i said as you're climbing if you're climbing and and that's what i will do i will offset the knot a little bit so that I know that when I kind of sit down into my tether or into my saddle, whatever, then I'm going to be just a little. And again, it's it's, it's climbing and knowing how far to move that over to give you enough clearance to work on. Like, you know, I hang to the left. Um, I'm going to lean down to the right. And, you know, it's not too far. Um, it's in, in I, I guess this kind of leads into I kind of wanted to touch on this, too, is practice. Right. Everything we've said here. Um, whether it's self-recovery or climbing a certain way or safe way, I mean, practice, 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 and do it at like three feet off the ground. Um, if you think that you are going to, um, even if you listen to this podcast and I hope to hell that, you know, this, this, you know, people get something out of this. Um, even if you listen to this podcast and you're like, okay, I've taken to heart, uh, what they said, I'm going to, you know, I can make a, I can make this knot or I can use the strap or I can use this, um, uh, you know, uh, sling or what have you. But in times of stress, especially if you're cold, right? We're heading into, you know, you know, later, not you know, mid to late season here, right? You're going to be cold. You're going to be bulkier. And if you are not used to, de- if you're not good with like kind of calming yourself down and dealing with a situation, if you haven't practiced making these knots and if you haven't practiced physically going through the motions of, okay, I'm going to reach over here. I'm going to grab this other recovery device i'm going to wrap it around the tree i'm going to do this and this is and and then actually use it to get yourself down if you haven't practiced that dude i mean don't don't think you're gonna i think i think we said it last time in in the last uh uh, last episode and it's you know it's a saying i hear a lot from another podcast i listen to with andy stump and it's you know people think they're going to rise to the occasion but you always fall to the level of your training and if you don't if you don't train, don't kid yourself. You're not you're not better than the average person. Average is average for a reason. Okay, that's why the term exists. So you're 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 not. Don't think you're any better, or smarter, or more fit, or be able to figure out. You know, kind of fight your way out of a situation, um, you know, a scary situation, or 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 uh, or you know, whatever uh, tough times like that. If you haven't practiced it. You know, you have to practice it and be like, oh, this is not as easy as I thought. Or, oh, maybe I can't access it from this side. I need to have it on my other side. W- whatever. You know what I mean? Um, you, you just you got to have access to the stuff easily as you're climbing on you, on your person. And uh, you, you need to have practiced it. I mean, just this. That's to me. That's like like not up for debate. OK. And and they're exactly. And it goes the same for my life. When I'm trying to for a piece of equipment, I test that thing and climb 50 times on flow before I take back location. Be only because I want it. So every everything has to be automatic. And there's two things that should be actually three things I always think about before hunting. Number one. Pre-plan your climb, pre-plan your hunt. Do earlier. 
put everything out that you're going to need, pack everything in your pack that you're going to need, because if you fall and you're in a tree stand, you're not going to have your pack on. If you right. fall, you're not going to have your pack. If you fall one sticking on your way up. Okay. But uh, if in, in, in those situations, you won't be wearing a pack. So you want to have, if you're going to use a web sling, which I think everybody should carry one, keep it yep. on your person. Girth it your saddle, on your harness, stick it in a, in a, a cargo pocket, put it somewhere, have it on your person. A, B, have your cell phone. Do not put it in your Never, and hunting, saddle hunting. Hey, on, Gary, you're 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 breaking up really, really bad there. But I think you said have your cell phone. Is that the next? Yeah, yeah. Have your cell phone with you on your person, because something happens and you fall. Reach that phone. Right. right? And then, you know what's hanging off my uh, for work? It's a whistle. So a whistle, yeah. Have a whistle, and uh, if you get a fox, probably the best, right? It's super loud. You can even get these little. Uh, the one on my helmet, it looks like a little stick. That is the only way. Three inches long, looks like a little purple cigarette. That thing will bust your drums out. Yep. Right. So it's strapped to the chin strap on my helmet. So I'm free. If something happens to me, you know, fascinated, I can blow that whistle. Air to blow that whistle. Yeah. So you know, two things: have it in in the pack in order that you need it. Uh, ever put your phone in your pack and have some way of, of communicating. Like uh, I think that's how that guy. That guy whistle or no? He was just yeah. But I mean, if you have a whistle, you can hear that for a long way yeah, away. I, I think that guy was just yelling, yeah. But uh, no, you're right. Yeah, if you have a whistle, you can hear it pretty, yeah. pretty far away. Yeah. It's it's just simple, small thing like pre-planning. Uh, you know what? I've seen so many people do that. That once they get in their tree, was in their pack. So I mean, if uh, that's fine, if you know it, it keeps your fingers when you're hunting but it's probably better to have it. stick it in a cargo pocket stick it somewhere so that you are, are, are you are you talking about your phone yeah your phone okay. yeah 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 have your phone where you can get it um i don't i don't know i think uh, uh for 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 some I don't know for some for some reason in the last ten minutes of this conversation your your reception has just gone even worse with more to crap so but um I I think you're 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 getting we're getting the gist of what what you're trying to say here, um, you know there's there's certain there's certain recovery items that are just not even recovery items but like um uh signaling items and and you know like the number one thing yeah you can rescue yourself but I mean if you tell someone where you are you can be able to or, or have someone come to your aid that's even that's even better right yeah but and now that you said that uh i think people should practice self-rescue because oh absolutely absolutely yeah yeah because in the arborist world you have to practice self-rescue all the time because and, and the reason why 
is because a lot of times because we tie we tie in twice. So you know, when you make a cut, you have your main which is hooked to you with your climbing system, and then you have your lanyard around something, and then you're making a cut, so you're tied in twice. So if something happens and you become capacitated, you're tied. So um, yeah. basically what that means is if you're to the point where you can't physically do something and yourself, you can't be rescued. Yeah. So you have to be prepared in any situation for self-rescue. And I think the same thing goes for tree stand hunting, saddle hunting, hunting, whatever. You better. What do you, what do you, th- what do you think about a knife? Um, I know Jason was kind of on a, on a kind of little mini rant about there, like always have a knife. Um, you know, what, what, what do you, what do you think of that? I mean, at, at some point you're like, man, I don't know. Do I cut myself down and risk? a lot, you know, more injury or do, can I get out of this some other way? I mean, if you're six feet up, you might want to cut yourself, but if you're like 10, 12 feet up, you may not want to cut the rope and fall. What, what do you think of that? What's your opinion? I think have a knife. Accessible. I have one. It's small. I think it opens up to maybe two inches. It's got like a thumb hole or a finger. Yeah. And then it's a short one blade. And that thing, any rope I have. Yeah, it's like a spider co of some sort or something, probably. Yeah, it's similar to that. I can't remember the name, but it's just like a specific uh, uh, knife. But anyway. Oh, okay. But a spider co would work. I mean, this thing just clips in the carabiner. But I definitely think that you should have a knife that you can reach and make sure that that knife is oh, because you're after. Well, I'll tell you right now. It was. Uh, um replaceable blade knives that people carry the uh oh what are they called Havilon or something yeah Havilon style thing they will have a hard time cutting an 11 millimeter double braid rope so yeah rope is a lot harder to cut than people think so it has to be for it cut quick so i think having something like that i mean try all other options if you're like 18 feet up in the tree or 20 feet up in the tree, you can't get to the point where you can recover. And, you know, right. the lights are starting to go out, stuff like that, by all means, take the knife out, cut the rope, and, and drop. Uh, yeah. Chances are, you know, you might, you might break. Chances are you're going to die anyway up there, you know. Uh, yeah, chances are, it's actually chances you will die. If, if you get to the yeah. point where, uh, like I said, where the uh, the curtains are closing, and you're yeah. you're going conscious, you will die, and that's what happened to that guy, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, when the unfortunately. hunter got to him, unfortunately, hanging to the point. Remember when I talked about being proper clothes and all this stuff? Well, did you hear about yeah. the saddle, saddle he was using? No. Okay, so the saddle he was using, I'm not going to say the name, but it's one that's basically just like a butt sling. It's like a big, it looks like you're sitting in a hammock, so it goes from your okay. knee all the way up your back. Oh. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, that's what he, because he wasn't hunting, he was practicing. Yeah, he was practicing, yeah. Yeah, and what happened was my guess, from the description and from what happened and, and all the uh, 
comment. Uh, it seems like we've seen one stick. Yep. Stick. Get down. This saddle is like, like I said, it's basically kind of like a hammock seat, and it mm -hmm. slid up to the point where it was up underneath his arms. He was a big guy, and it basically did, like I said earlier, the whole tube toothpaste, toothpaste thing. It just pushed everything yep. up. Pushed right? everything up, yeah. And he, by the time the squirrel got, Hunter got, he finished uh, beyond the point. He had suspension trauma. Blood flow was cut off, and yeah. I don't think it was cardiac. I think it was just suspension trauma that killed him. And you know, because yeah. the squirrel, and he flipped over backward, and he couldn't cut him down. Now, how that guy and the hunter didn't have a knife is beyond me. But that I can't understand. I mean, how do either one of those two guys not have a freaking knife on them? I, I just, you know, I, I know, you know, and and I don't want to talk ill of the dead, and I don't want to no. talk ill of the guy that 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 showed up. You know what I mean? But I just, to me too, it's like, well, how, how can someone not be able to find the stick on the bottom, figure out how to strap the stick and then climb up and then, or, or cut them down or whatever. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not trying to like, um, we don't, we don't really know, you know what I mean? So may, maybe, maybe there was a whole lot more circumstances there than, than we're understanding, you know what I mean? But, but we think the same thing, you know, it's like, man, how, how could, you know, I mean, just a couple simple tools, you know? And and this was the only one that was reported. So, like I said earlier, before we started this podcast, there has more people that have been you know, doing this stuff, stand, saddle, one stick, whatever. But it just never gets reported, right? It doesn't get, yeah. It, it's just a, uh, death in the wood, right? Yeah. yeah. Hunting get uh get billed under so well all right man we're on for we're quite a bit here and like i said i think your reception's getting worse and worse so but i think we kind of covered uh we, we kind of covered everything here so i mean i mean just just to recap i guess man like have ha have a self-recovery method um and pr and just pra practice it i mean you, you gotta practice just like anything else i mean we pick up our bows we practice we pick up we get new broadheads we practice you know we get our new you know stand we practice we everything like how can you not practice saving your life uh, is beyond me you know just just even like two feet off the ground and like hey will this actually work and will i be able to do it you know what i mean um and just just prove to yourself that and it may only be like like one or two little tweaks you need to do to to get it to work for you you know what i mean and you know how it feels like and you know how long it's going to take you to do certain things um that's that's i guess that's just kind of my biggest takeaway you know i think too that people actually have to go out <clears throat> chosen saddle uh, harness rock yeah. whatever on you know, strap it to a uh, raft or you know on your front porch or a tree or whatever stand on a chair jump off that thing and hang in it for a while because you're never going to know how it feels to hang you know in your chosen just, 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 just for a legal disclaimer let, let's say with with someone with someone around oh. to help you to put yeah. that chair back under your feet let's just say that. i don't want people going in and hurting themselves you know doing that kind of thing but but you, you need to put yourself in the situation or else you're never going to know yeah yeah i'm i'm talking like a foot off the ground or whatever right so that right yeah. it, 
if you stand up, you're you're going to be able to reach the ground. Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, you know, get to the point where uh, you know, get on, get put a tree stand two feet off the ground and then kick yourself off. Yep. Right. Get get the feeling of what it feels like. Do it in in your chosen method of saving your life. Yep. And like I said before, I would never pick a back uh, point harness to save my life. No, never. No, not 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 in our place because they're meant to save you when there's people around, other workers who can pull you up. Safe. Yep. They're they are not meant to work when you're by yourself. When you're miles by yourself, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're yeah, always right. gonna, you're always gonna be facing away from the tree. Get something that's going to yeah. a saddle or a rock harness. I'll tell you the one I use and I love and I recommend to everybody is the uh, Black Diamond Alpine Bod. And the reason I like that is because it is a skew harness. That's what it's classified as. It's a little Mm -hmm. sturdier. It has leg buckles so you don't have to step through the loops because I hate the step ones. Like, I, you know, I I size 12 boot. And when you're in the dark and you're, you're trying to put this thing on and you're trying to step through the leg loops, it's a pain sure. in the ass. So yeah. I, I like, the, I like the, the snap buckles. You can do it up. It's overbuilt, engineered. It's, and it's small. It's lightweight, but it's just a good, good saddle. And yeah. it'll, you know, if you fall, it'll hold it. But I think anything reputable and one thing i should add is never ever buy a rock saddle or any type of uh frontal attachment saddle off of amazon that comes from china (laughs) make make sure make sure it's reputable make sure it's a real company you know petzl uh arcteryx black diamond get a good one like I said, I really want to try that tactic saddle one too, um, just so I can yeah. get rid of the bridge on mine, you know, because um, right now I'm just tying into the bridge and in front of me, you know what I mean? Um, oh. Which, but you know, that can still kind of move around a little bit left and right, but uh, at least it's on my front. Um, and of course I have like two bridges, you know, cause that's, that's the way I am. So I have like, like two bridges tied in. So I've got them like click, clip the both, you know, kind of thing, but yeah. So, but that's, that's what I've been, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. My saddle has two bridges. So does my work saddle. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, it, it's, it's, it's so, it's so little, you know, and, and I get really pissed off at the people that like, kind of like say, Oh, you know, you know, if you're that afraid you should be in a tree or, you know, why don't you have a trampoline underneath you? It's like, shut the F up. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, 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 it's so, it's so little um, extra. Uh, and so unobtrusive to just give you that little extra little bit of, you know, backup safety that it's, 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 it's ridiculous to me that people don't, you know, don't do that. But anyway, so I think we pretty much covered everything here, Gary. I'm glad we got to do this again. Um, yeah. Anything else? Anything else you want to add, real quick, before we wrap up here? Uh, no. I like I said, there's just three main things. You know, have a way to communicate, practice, and pre-plan. You know what I mean? Like pack your stuff so that you have everything when you get. And yeah. If, if you get to the tree and, you know, it's a long climb, whatever, it's not really life uh, to go up potentially without something. Or, you know, if you're trying to get 
that extra five feet, it's not really worth it to have like a four foot jump on the top of your last step to your uh, your uh, tree stand. Yeah. If you need, if you think you need to be there, find another tree. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or bring more shit with you and just take another step. So yeah. Okay. It, it, all right, man. So, uh, where can, where can people find you there? I'm not, I don't know if you're still, you know, putting out a bunch of stuff on your channel. I know you were going to try and do, I was going to do a video too. I think we were going to both kind of put out our own kind of, um, videos on this kind of stuff. And then, and then we got into hunting season and every last free minute I have, I'm in the woods and I'm not really filming much, but, um, you know, are you going to put together some sort of video on this? Yeah, I, I still think that, uh, I'm going to do, uh, my part here and I'll use my hunting buddy, Jamie, who is not a climber. As, uh, yeah. as the uh, the guinea pig, so to speak, and yeah, I'll shoot my video. Two years, we can just collaborate the two of them, put them together, and put it out on YouTube. Because, and one other thing that I want to bring up is I've I've been mulling the idea around, and I'm probably going to it soon. I think I'm going to uh, uh, make like a, an, an online because up here they have a thing like boater safety and hunter safety that you can do yeah, yeah. An, an online course and you get a certificate for it i think i'm going to look into doing that for you know tree stand hunting no safe tree stand hunting whatever that'd because, be a fantastic resource yeah i i think our our our, uh, our our love of of the hunt demands this because mm -hmm. people doing it wrong and there's so many new hunters coming in and stuff and if it was just like a standardized program you know an online thing that people could go on and then you know click off all the buttons watch all that, practice everything and then uh, some type of uh you know because for the boating to be able to drive a pleasure boat in ontario what's that yep. course called? yeah like pleasure operating pleasure craft operating license or something like that you have to go yeah. on there and, and i mean uh, i can't make it mandatory but make it you know voluntary that well sure yeah i mean uh, the more the more you know resources out there from people who actually know what they're talking about rather than just trying to sell a product you know as this, this do all kind of thing yeah. then you know that's uh that's that's gonna be good so all right man um i appreciate you uh coming back on again i know we've been trying to hook up here for about a week or two um actually more than that but uh you know hey hunting right so <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we've we've been people. like that so yeah i'm gonna try and put this out you know in the next few days here i think and then um just you know make it so it's actually relevant during hunting season and maybe people can like, glean some like actual real good information out of this and um yeah i think we'll just kind of kind of go from there okay so i think if people want to find some of the stuff that i put on it's they can find me under my name terry gibson on facebook or on uh, instagram at canadian underscore longbow and you know, if if they're looking for mindy for or or uh, arrows, traditional. 
Instagram and Facebook, but uh, yeah, St. Lawrence. Yeah, you broke up again. St. Lawrence traditional. Yeah, I highly oh. recommend. Uh, highly recommend her work. I'm I'm really really happy that I that I ordered those things. So, um, all right, man. So with that, um, I guess thanks everybody for listening. Um, you know, definitely go check out Mindy's stuff. Go check out Carrie's uh, Carrie's stuff. And I really hope you put that those videos out there because it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I hope everybody got something important out of this. Safety's number one. I know we all want to kill stuff. I know we all want to like climb in the tree as fast as we can and as efficiently as we can and minimal as we can but unless we're sitting on like a hoverboard of some sort you know you're gonna have to either hoof in stuff or just kind of take your time with with like actual real like equipment and just take your time so again i can't stress it enough you know slow is smooth smooth is fast and it's also i'll add to that you know uh that's also safe you know so uh with that please like share and subscribe check out the bowhunting soul youtube channel i've been putting out some stuff over there um and sorry the podcasts haven't have kind of slacked off a little bit because a everyone else is hunting and b the only day literally the day i have free is you know like one or two days maybe one day a week and i'm i'm hunting those days and it's tried hard to trying to do um podcasts on those so that's gonna it's, it's gonna be kind of kind of weak for a little while but i think that's that's the case for uh for most hunting season i think everyone's out in the woods rather than trying to listen listen about stuff so uh with that said i'll talk to you guys next week thanks for listening uh...